0: I can remember the very first trip that I went on. I was in ninth grade, going to Mexico, freshman in high school. And she was like, Tira, whenever you go to the bathroom in the airport, do not leave your bags down. You have to, don't put them on the hook. You hold your bags as you're going to the bathroom because people will walk up to the stalls and steal your bags from you.
1: And I know you don't sit down fully <laughs> in the toilet when you pee publicly. Exactly. So.
0: <laughs> Hashtag warm really, mom Yeah, <laughs> I could
1: really visualize that then.
0: Welcome to I Get It, a podcast for the modern woman who doesn't want to live mediocre. We're balancing babies on our hips, typing out that important email, and flipping pancakes at the same time. Not to mention, keeping things steamy with our husbands right before we put our face mask on for the night. It's not easy, and you are not alone. I'm your host, Tara Wages, and I get it. Welcome to our official first podcast. Welcome. Yeah. I mean, it's the official first podcast because this is actually not the first podcast we have recorded.
1: Yeah, we've recorded three in our closet (laughs) that never saw the light of day.
0: That never saw the light of day. Um, I did recently very recently re-listened to them and they're pretty dang good so we're back at it with the goal of actually making it happen um
1: because we bought fancy equipment well well that's what made me do it so
0: yes um having a podcast has been something that i've wanted to do for a very long time but i let today's topic hold me back
1: mm, and what would that be fear today we're talking about fear what were you scared of Everything. (laughs) Top three things go.
0: Oh, well, hold on. Three three things you're scared of about releasing a podcast. this is how Wes works. Nope, we're going to get to this. We're going to get to this. But right now, we're going to talk about why I want a podcast, what the purpose of this podcast is, and what we want our listeners to get out of it. So the name of this podcast is the I Get It Podcast, with the purpose of helping women not feel alone in the struggles that they're going in, and not even just struggles, but just life. You know, I think so many times we feel alone in whatever it is we're experiencing because there's a lot of things that we don't talk about. And there have been times I've been in deep conversations with friends and they're sharing their heart with me or I'm sharing my heart with them and they're like, I get it. And I think just having more conversations around that, um, just we can look at each other and be like, man, I've been there. You're not alone. This is what I did. Or even not trying to fix it, but just holding your hand through it. So, the purpose of this podcast is to just say, I get it. Yeah.
1: I don't get it. Well, yeah. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. You don't get it. <laughs>
1: Sometimes. But, but, you know, as most women, if they have men in their lives in some aspect, uh, it's good for us to know. Yeah. And to offer our point of view in a lot of things. Yes. And so, let you know who's right.
0: I guess I should introduce who you are. I guess that I would should be, introduce who you are. That would, would be true. Uh, My name is Tier Wages, and this is my husband, Wesley. We have been married for 12 years. (laughs) We are recording this
1: video, so you can also watch and see what you look like, too.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we've been married for 12 years, and we have had a really beautiful marriage of being able to work together full-time for the last 10 years of our marriage, so we live life very intimately on a level that amen, baby, a, lo- a lot of couples don't experience necessarily, but a lot of you do get that. And um, yeah, we are open to talking about everything, all aspects of life, which is why I wanted him to be a part of this with me to kind of just bounce off the feedback, get the male perspective and um, just add kind of a different dynamic.
1: But for real to push your fear to the side and make you do it.
0: Okay. We're going to talk about that too. So, um, yeah, so that's why we are here. That is who we are. We own a film production company with photo. That is our main gig. And we started out in weddings. So we've worked with couples for a decade and just really got to know how relationships, different types of people work together. Mm -hmm. And So we are going to use some of that expertise as we go through this podcast. But I want to start by talking about the first time. I experienced fear. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna just know where you were going with that. there. I was yeah. like, okay.
1: We really will talk about anything. So yes,
0: that's okay. true.
1: First time you experienced fear.
0: Yes. Yeah. So Which
1: more than likely uh, correlated with the first time we had sex too, huh?
0: Well, we do talk about <laughs> snakes, so yes. <laughs> yeah, it's that's right. very one of the very, very first memories that I have. I was at my aunt's house with my cousin Jody underneath a picnic table in the front yard and we were innocently playing. Um, I was probably five years old and next thing I know we discovered that there was a snake under that picnic table with us. Mm -hmm. And I can remember the panic and the fear that took over my body. And from that moment on, I think that is the moment that my childhood transitioned from just like the carefree, do anything, to holy moly, there are literal snakes in the yard and I'm no longer safe. Yeah. And it just really created a shift in me and, um, and who I became from the, that point on. Um, and also, I, I was raised in a house where I have – the most wonderful mother, mom, I know you're listening. I love you. You're my best (laughs) friend. But as we all know, moms like to use fear to protect their children. Mm -hmm. And um, I can remember the very first trip that I went on. I was in ninth grade going to Mexico, freshman in high school. And she was like, Tira, whenever you go to the bathroom in the airport, do not leave your bags down. You have to, don't put them on the hook. You hold your bags As you're going to the bathroom, because people will walk up to the stalls and steal your bags from you. And literally, (laughs) up until probably two years ago, if you could see me in an airport bathroom stall trying to hold all of my bags in my lap as I pee and keep them sanitary at the same time.
1: And I know you don't sit down fully <laughs> in the toilet when you pee publicly. Exactly. So.
0: <laughs> Hashtag I could more really, mom yeah, fears. Yeah, <laughs> I could
1: really visualize that then.
0: Um, yeah, so she just really used fear to just like create my mindset. And and I found myself doing that with our own kids. So we have four children, um, six, four, two, and just turned one. Mm-hmm. And I find myself doing the same thing, you know. Olive, if you do this, this is going to happen and you should be scared of it. So you don't run into the street and you don't do these things that you're not supposed to do. And so we start out very, very young being taught what we're supposed to be afraid of. And some of those things are realistic things like running into the street. That should be a real fear. But then we're also projected by other people of what their own personal fears are that may not necessarily be our reality. Mm -hmm. And that really just shapes who we are. So we have that layer to our fear. And then um, you and I were talking and you asked if I thought that fear tended to be more of a woman, if women tended to experience fear more, or if men tend to to experience more. And um, Yeah, I think
1: the general conception is that men are more fearless.
0: I think that that's the stereotype
1: stereotype. Yeah.
0: Um, but I I do think that our demographics do play a role in what types of fear we have. I think everyone experiences fear to a certain extent based on life experiences, but also just what color our skin is, you know, what area we were raised in all Mm. of these different things shape what different types of fears that we have. And so I am, a very white, <laughs> like almost translucent white Southern girl, and um, Southern women are raised to be quiet. We are taught to sit in the back and uh, put our blush on, put our lipstick on, be proper, be a lady. We are supposed to be very poised and
1: don't show a panty line.
0: <laughs> definitely don't show a panty line. Um, but yeah, there's just there all of these boxes and check marks that we are supposed to fit into. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of my life I have lived by these check boxes of who I'm, what I'm supposed to look like, how I'm supposed to talk and how the world is supposed to perceive me. And I have let those things and the fear of how people perceive me, hold me back from so much of my life. Mm -hmm. And I know that I'm not the only one that has experienced that. Um, on on the flip side, uh, I was in seventh grade the first time that I really realized how much this part of my identity played into my fear. Um, And I I can remember this like it was yesterday. I was in gym class sitting there looking at my tennis shoes because I was embarrassed by them. And I looked up and there were a couple of black girls in our class just dancing like it was Nobody's business and to what? Nothing. Oh, okay. Literally nothing <laughs> was on and yeah. they were just breaking it down. And in that moment, I looked at them and so desperately wanted to be them. Mm-hmm. I wanted to feel that freedom. I wanted to be able to just be myself wherever I was. Um, because I have that fire inside of me, but I've lived in this checkbox, my whole life. And granted, I want to add that those women have a totally unique set of fears that I do not understand. Will can never understand. And I viewed them as being free, but in reality, I'm sure a lot of their life is not free. And, um, but in that moment for me, from my perspective, I was just like, Oh my gosh, what I would give to just be able to dance yeah. Wherever I am and however I am and not be afraid of what everyone else is going to perceive me as.
1: Yeah. Without some type of like alcohol or anything to, oh, yeah. that makes you put in that way without just to freely do anything. this. Yeah. Without no, anything. I, th- I feel the same way even yes. as an extrovert. and.
0: Yeah. And so we have these layers. We have this You know, what the fears our mom put in us, Mm -hmm. the fears that the boxes of who we were born into, what we were born as put into us. And now we live in a time where fear is you can't turn the TV on. You know, we literally, Wes and I watched a documentary this morning about the opioid crisis, and it was a really great documentary. But I'm sitting here thinking, I have sons. You know, this man's child, his son, died from an overdose, and mm-hmm. and I now have this new fear inside of me, you know, and you turn on the news and there are there is war, there is crises everywhere. And then you get a break from the news for the commercials, and it's scarcity marketing. Yeah. They are literally playing into our fears to get us to buy things. So Everywhere we look, all of the aspects of our life somehow is surrounded by this topic yep. of fear. Yep. Um, and ultimately, what we need to get back to is what is the job of fear? Like, what is it that its job is not to get us to buy things. Its job is not to get us to live in a box. The true root of what fear is supposed to do is keep us safe. Mm-hmm. You know, a car hitting me, valid fear. So I know not to run into the street. Um, those types of things, a, a genuine fear, uh, when it's a safety issue, that is, that's yeah, its purpose. Fear, yeah,
1: fear is not a bad thing. It if, is
0: not a bad thing. Yes. As long as we keep it where it's supposed to be. And we have an entire society, you know, taking it and blowing it up to every single aspect of yeah. our life. And that's, what's difficult about it. Um, so let's, I want to talk about what my specific fears are. Just really quickly. And I'm going right. to ask you what yours are so you can be thinking about oh that, gosh. Less Wages, who act like, act like you have no fear. Um, so my number one fear. My fear
1: is you asking me what my fear is. <laughs>
0: um, my, I, I probably I would say I have two biggest fears. And one, I really struggle with the fear of what people think about me and what people say about me, which is why I've not released a podcast and I've been talking about it for three years. That's right. Um, and I, what, how people view me is very important and to myself. And so I allow that fear to hold me back in every aspect of my life. My second fear is something happening to the people that I love, specifically my children, my husband and my parents, you know, just these core people in my life, something happening to them literally makes me sick, um, and paralyzes me, um, and then not being enough. You know, not being, which I think goes back to what people think about me, but just not being enough for my family, not providing in, in, in a way that I think that I should be. Mm-hmm. So what are your fears?
1: Oh, oh okay.
0: Well, I'm going to say those are my three top <laughs> fears, but I want to add, I'm also afraid of planes going down. I'm afraid of car accidents. I'm afraid of what's not buckling a seatbelt. I'm afraid of bacon. I'm like, I have a list of fears 600 miles long. Bacon? <laughs> Yeah, your arteries getting clogged. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Hot
1: dogs, yes, but not baked. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Right? No, I have a major fear of hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> For yeah. the
1: kids, which is a safe thing to do, but we we still, you know, even with our six oh, yeah. year old, we cut it up uh, and hot dog grapes will be we cut. cut four different ways. <laughs> <Yeah>. Just
0: <laughs> until they are out of my home, their yep. grapes will be cut. So yep. yes, I can't I have argue a lot with them on those So I say those three not to make it sound like I don't have a very long list. Yep. There's a reason this is the first topic because I struggle with fear. Yeah. So
1: how about you, bub? I don't know. You'll have to, you probably have to help me out. Uh, You know, I'm scared of letting other people down. That's a big part of me is, um, so I always feel like I have to, um, over deliver on a lot of things, you know, Yeah. or disappointing people. Yep. That's a big part of my fear. Um, and if you've taken the Enneagram test, um, I am a seven. So that's a big part of me, uh, Struggling to make sure that other people are happy or before I put myself, you know, not really like diving into what's going on with my mind and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, I have a fear of, I have a fear of being complacent. Um, So doing the same thing over and over for the rest of my life seems like torture. And um, I'm thankful to have a job that I do something different every day. And you help feed that you know, um, you help dilute that fear by traveling with, you know, and like doing new things and all that stuff. And that just excites me. Um, there's a fear of getting older of like, um, you know, I think any marriage, there's a fear of like, what does our marriage look like in the future? Do you know what I mean? Sometimes Mm -hmm. we just never want to talk about that, but what's the fear of like, we change. Yeah. And How are we going to adapt to that?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Mental things come into play as you get older. And it's like, am I still going to be the same person? Are you still going to be the same person? Yes. Are you still going to want to have sex with me? (laughs) That's a big one. Um, You know, those those kind of fears. Yeah. Not necessarily like, I don't like snakes, but I mean, I'll have to do what I can. I'm the the dad and the family but oh
0: you have a fear of bat Would you've overcome your fear of bats
1: yeah i have a fear of bats but i will i, I step up
0: so we recently had a bat in our <laughs> home we actually had we had three bats, bats in, our home. in our home i think i solved the problem the though. very first time
1: yeah if you want to Wes watch it
0: wages tries to act like he's not scared of anything until oh, a bat it's, comes into oh, it's our home
1: it's disgusting and
0: watching this man prepare to <laughs> capture this bat and put it inside of a Cheerios box with our kitchen tongs. It took it's a lot of thought. One of the best moments of my life. It was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. And now he's conquered his fear of bats by the third one.
1: But you know what? What? I could do it again.
0: Exactly. That's do you what know what I mean? Like, like, seriously,
1: like the first one was horrible. Yes. And it just got easier. I didn't want it to get easier. Yeah. But as fear. I did it more and more.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. We'll come back okay, to yeah. this. This is good. Um, and so here is the next step. Here's, here's the hard part is when these fears actually do become our reality, um, which is possible. You know, Mm -hmm. when, when we're talking about something that could happen, our, our kids experiencing something, when, when our fears become reality, it shifts everything. And, and Wes and I had that experience last year, you know, we tease about, Cutting up hot dogs and cut up, cutting up grapes, but we actually did experience last January um, our four day old baby choked on gripe water. Mm-hmm. And when I say choked, that makes it sound light. Um, he became completely unresponsive, um, became lifeless. Wes rushed him to the hospital um, over his shoulder. It was very traumatic. I thought he was dead. And in that moment, all of, suddenly all of my fears could easily become reality. If, if this one fear of my kid choking could be real, all of them could be real. And I guess I should add, he is okay. We were in the hospital for three weeks. He is now one years old yeah. and beautiful and amazing. Um, but my brain shifted again in that moment. It was kind of like the moment under the picnic table where I realized there's a snake. Um, for me now, suddenly my children's lives became these like tangible things that can be taken from me. And, um, it was, is something that now I have to constantly every day combat, you know, um, if, if that could happen, what else could happen? Right. And so I'm sure that there's something else in many of your lives that you're like, oh, I've, I've experienced this crazy traumatic thing and now I live in fear of blank every single day and and it's really difficult when it's no longer just marketing it's no longer just the tv but it is your own life that you've experienced something and so I want to talk today um briefly well not briefly I wish that I just had like the answers of like do this thing and all of your fears will go away but for me that's just not reality. Um, It is something that I battle day by day and at times moment by moment. Um, And so a couple of things that I do to help me battle the fear when I'm experiencing it. One is um, a few years ago, I listened to Brene Brown speak. If you haven't ever heard her speak, there's a Netflix special that I highly recommend. But she talks about how the opposite of fear is joy. And um, whenever you're feeling fearful, you need to live in a moment of gratitude or the opposite of fear is gratitude and and Mm -hmm. experiencing what you're in, in that moment. And this is something that I do. I've made it a practice. You know, it's something I try to regularly do a couple of years earlier. Um, our now two-year-old son at five weeks old was diagnosed with whooping cough, pertussis. And I know someone who's seven-week-old died of whooping cough and pertussis. And so that night, I realized my five-month-old has it, and I am uncontrollably sobbing. And of course, like, as a mom, I'm like, he's dead, period. Like, there's no other option. He's going to die. I just need to detach, you know. But what sounds exactly
1: like you, (laughs) you react.
0: Yes. (laughs) But like in that moment I held him and I, I remember I looking at you and like, I'm so sorry. The tears won't stop. Like they physically wouldn't stop coming out of my eyes, but me saying to myself over and over and over again, in this moment, he is alive in this moment. He is okay. It like, and I just repeated it. And that was the only way that I could cope Mm -hmm. with those moments. You know, in this moment, what we have is good, you know, because so many times as moms, you know, we, she, she tells us, um, when she talks, you look over your baby's crib and you're like, Oh, they're so sweet. And then you imagine them like getting hit by a bus, you know, 15 years. Yeah. And, um, those, your brain just takes over. And so the best way that, by using her method, you know um, to combat my daily fears and and the choking and, and all of these things that, as we're driving down the road, is just in this moment, we are healthy. in this mm-hmm. moment, we are happy in this moment, everyone is okay, yeah so I just need to live right here right now, and it is it's a daily moment by moment battle yeah um, Another thing is to say it out loud. You know, if you actually just like put put it out into the world, just say like, okay, this is my fear. It kind of helps it become more tangible and easier to work through. So, my fear is people are going to talk badly about me behind my back. People are going to make fun of me behind my back. And so when I say that out loud, I can think through and I'm able to process and say, Tira, if these people are talking about you behind your back, they
1: don't matter. They don't matter.
0: They don't matter. And I can just coach myself through that moment. Yeah. Instead of sitting there with it in my head, deliberating, what do they say? What are they do? All of a sudden, when it comes out into the universe, you can just be like, that sounds silly. Or that sounds ridiculous. Or I have a fear of my child choking on grapes. So how can I combat that? Oh, I can cut it up. You know, by actually putting things out there, it helps you to walk through it and know what steps you need to take to get to the other side of that.
1: So how do you know to get to that point in the middle of fear? So in the middle of fear, obviously, we're not thinking logically. Okay. Obviously, we're not, you know, we're not being like, oh, it's okay, fear. I just said it out loud. You know what I mean? Like, how do you like it practically say that?
0: How do you practically say it out loud? Well, how do we
1: practically say in the middle of fear? Like, how do I tell myself like, I remember, think about this.
0: Um, so I think it's just taking action on whatever you're thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of sitting in it. And so that's why if you can say it out loud, just taking action on it while it's in your head. So A few weeks ago, I was traveling. I don't remember if we were together, if I was by myself, but I was on this little bitty like jumper airplane. And the windows were all closed because it's summertime and hot. And I remember just sitting there thinking, a plane is about to fly into us. (laughs) You know, like like, literally for five minutes, I sat there and thought, we're about to die. A plane is going to fly into us. And then all of a sudden, I thought, Tira just open up your window and Mm -hmm. see. And so I opened the window and it was a crystal clear day. Like I was imagining us up there in the thickest clouds you've ever seen. The pilots can't see anything Mm -hmm. and we're going to die. And then when I opened up my window, when I took action on it, instead of just sitting there in it, I could see this is so silly that I've wasted five minutes living in this when all I had to do was open up the window to see what yeah. it actually looked like outside. And so I say to say it out loud because that is something you can do to take action.
1: Did you say it out loud on the airplane? I did
0: say that, but that, was, <laughs> that is my equivalent of saying it out loud. I get that you. is me saying like, okay, I'm going to acknowledge what I'm thinking yeah. and I'm going to do something about it. And so I say to say it out loud because sometimes it helps you If it's not an actual like tangible moment thing that you can do to help you work through it. Another thing that I do to help myself overcome fear is surround myself with people who help me overcome fear Mm -hmm. and who challenge me. And so number one human in my life is Wes Wages, who claims to have no fear until a bat comes into (laughs) a room. And um, he is constantly the one who's saying, do the thing do the thing. It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what people think. And he helps me get to the other side of what I'm working through. And when it's not him, it's my friends. You know, I've wanted to do this podcast and I I sit down with my girlfriends and I'm like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. And their immediate response is yes. How can we help you? What can we do? You need to put this into the world. Mm -hmm. And so by surrounding yourself with people who lift you up, who you can share what your hopes are, what you want to do with your life, they can help you combat it in a positive way. And um, that is one of the most beneficial things for me. And it is, it's finding people that you can talk real with, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And people that are different than you. You know, a lot of my friends, we have very, very different beliefs. And I think that's great. And so they can help me combat different ideas and thoughts in different ways another thing um, is taking small steps. You know, if you have these like list of fears, if you know that you're afraid of these things, overcoming small fears will help you overcome really large fears or help you at least have the confidence that you can stand up to it when it's there. So it may be something like you only eat three types of food right now. You eat, pizza, chicken nuggets, and french fries. <laughs> also my 2 year old yeah. <laughs> diet. Yeah. Um, no, we have definitely known an adult man that that was his diet.
1: That's <laughs> true.
0: And um, so it's, it could be as simple as trying new foods. Yeah. Facing a fear of like, this food is not going to ultimately hurt you. You know, it's it's standing up to these really small, tangible things. So when the big things come, you know, I can do it. You know, I I can handle it and I can take small actions to overcome a large action. Yeah. And then when the big things come, Mm -hmm. what's step one? You know, so for me, I've had a fear of creating this podcast. I've wanted to do it for years now. I'm embarrassed to say that. And what is step one? Getting a microphone. Next step, plugging it in. You know, and so it's breaking it down into small, tangible things, so you can you can literally check off the boxes. Okay, this is what I need to do to get to the other side of this, and breaking it down in that way, each, even if it's just like a little bit each day. Yeah, you know, so it's not so overwhelming. It's not so difficult, um, and it could be calling a friend, you know, texting someone.
1: So I was a part of Michael Hyatt's Business Accelerator. And one of the things we did at the end of workshops was, little, it was like a five-minute win, I believe. So we had to list out like our top three goals or something. Um, and you had five minutes to take action on all of them. And like, so you basically just had to list out small things that you could do. And at the end, they would do a competition of whoever had the most. And some people would have like 11 little things they did, you know. But like one of those things at one point was to buy a, like a microphone for this. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? You did it. And you know, a little six bit later, later. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the just taking the small steps like you were saying.
0: Yeah. And, and also listening it out. It helps you to know to whenever you go back to, what am I supposed to be doing right now? Okay. I know six months ago, this was my goal. This was something I want. Does it still align with who I am? Yes. Okay. So now I'm in a place where I can take action on it. And, um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm a big believer in, in making those lists, writing it out, because it just helps your brain wrap around where you are today and where you're trying to go yeah. and who can help you get there and surrounding yourself with those people. And in the moments that you feel those roadblocks, when you feel overcome by the fear, speaking into it or feeling the gratitude of where you've already gotten, I've already gotten to this point and I'm thankful for that. You know, I am okay we're all still alive everyone is okay okay i can keep going yeah um yeah so that is that's is where we're at
1: that's how we work through fear
0: yeah um so one of the things that i want to do uh with some of the podcasts is if there is another tool that aligns with what we're talking about, share it. And so we have a friend, Michelle Poehler, and her husband, Adam, and she actually did 100 days of overcoming fears. And she has a YouTube channel about it where she vlogged the process. She actually has a new book coming out in May. Hopefully this podcast is out before then called Hello Fears, where she talks about overcoming fear. And her method is thinking about what's the best that could happen. Yeah. Um, and that helps her get to the other side of her
1: fears. What's the best that can what's happen? The,
0: yeah. We work the opposite way and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but hers is what's the best outcome that could happen.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, I always think what's the worst that could happen. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. You know?
0: And, um, but her vlog is so funny. It's really interesting. She does like messing with spiders and riding the subway pantless because you know you have the fear of showing up to class naked you know um public speaking she just does all of these different fears some of them are very funny some of them are deep yep. and um uh, yeah so if you want another little haha about fear
1: watch these videos watch
0: those videos yes and if you need to take fear and you know live in your own Wes what do you recommend people do Release a bat in their
1: house. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was saying earlier, um, you know, you could release a bat in your house, so you know it's there. Uh, so then, when you walk in, you're like, okay, I have to get the bat out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, you literally can't go to sleep that night unless you get the bat out of the house. So, I don't know. I don't know if I would recommend that. Don't yeah. call me to put it in there. too.
0: Yeah. Actually, you've overcome that fear, so that's right. You can handle them like a beast. Yeah, I don't want
1: to mess with them anymore though.
0: Um, yes. <laughs> so. Thank you so much. I hope that this podcast has helped you maybe think a little bit more. And so, one, what drives you? Is fear what's driving you right now? Is fear holding you back from anything that you really want right now? Or are you dealing with a lot of small, tangible fears throughout your entire day that are keeping you mentally blocked that you can work on overcoming And what can you do to overcome those, you know, surround yourself with people, speak into it, take actionable steps against it and feel gratitude. So that is where we are at. That is what I'm working on literally in this very moment. And um, we're so glad that you're here. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here. I would absolutely love it if you would leave us a review because that is what helps us to move forward, it lets us know, hey, you enjoyed it. And also, it helps the ratings so other people can find it.
1: Yeah. Best place to do that is going to be on iTunes, yep. uh, podcast app, or whatever.
0: Yes. And also, if you would share on your social media account mm-hmm. that you listen to this podcast and it helped you feel on fire.
1: <laughs> on fire. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> help me feel on fire. I help
0: you feel on fire. So. So I would love to connect with you. If you would like to connect back with me, which I hope you do, you can go to... Is there fear there? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it Sounds like, like there's a little bit of fear. I putting
0: myself out there and asking you out on a date. I mean, if you, you want to, but I'm a little
1: nervous <laughs> that you're going to say no. Please date me. <laughs>
0: um, you can go to Instagram at TiraWages or you can go to my website, TiraWages.com forward slash 001.
1: Zero, zero 01.
0: Zero, zero 01. thank you Wes <laughs> to get the show notes and any links that I've mentioned like the hello fears vlog and yeah I hope that you will join us again I know that life is a little crazy and there are definitely days that you feel a little crazy but you are not alone I get it be happy and love each other peace peace <laughs>